to Wake the Bear Radio with your host, Brandon Johnson, Chris Hurst, and Ron Powers. Wow. All right. Man, I, every time I hear that music, it wakes me up, it gets me excited to, to, wake, to wake people up, man, to wake the bear. This is uh, Wake the Bear Radio. Uh, we're on tonight on, what is it, the 27th of November, 7 o'clock p.m. We're pretty close to 7. We, we're having some glitches going on, but we are on and we are live and we are excited to be with you tonight. There's so much great news going on out there that we uh, want to cover. Uh, there's lots of patriots that are waking up. Uh, one of the things I like to say is, we see patriots becoming Christians and Christians becoming patriots. And there's a movement happening and uh, you're a part of it. And it's happening in California. Uh, California is the bear. She's waking up and it is also happening throughout our nation and throughout the world in places like Argentina, right? There's a, there's a movement yeah. going on where people are starting to take authority over their own city, states, countries, and um, not letting the globalists get their way. So I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, me too. I just seeing it spread throughout the world. You know, you feel like, hey, we're not alone. You know, last week was uh, Javier. He became the new president of Argentina. And he, the first thing he started saying was, I'm getting rid of uh, ministry of this, ministry of that, like education and uh, energy. And uh, he just goes down the list of all the, uh, what we would call three letter agencies for us. Uh, he goes down the list and says, we don't need any of them because they're all corrupt and they're laundering money and it's just uh, a money scheme. So administrative. Hey, hey, if we were to get rid of our, our agencies that were obsolete you know, the ones that we don't need, which ones would you choose? What would be your top five? Uh, one starts with a C and ends with an A. <laughs> uh, one starts with the F and ends with an I. About the Department of Education. Oh my gosh! Thumbs yeah. down. Yeah, How about the CDC? The CDC. <laughs> the World Health Organization. All of these Let's unelected bureaucrats. Pick five separate ones and and then go collectively together so we can get all Let's fifteen. IRS. IRS. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Out window. You know, I used to do that whole thing, the tax avoidance movement back in the 90s and the IRS. And boy, that was a Ponzi scheme and a half. You know, it's no more federal than Federal Express. It's a privately run company. Well, the federal Reserve, let's get rid of that one. <laughs> That's the yeah, Federal Reserve is the non-federal agency. It's a yeah. private agency, private banks. So... Well, what's are- happening here is these these bureaucratic deep staters are controlling. They basically have more power than the elected officials in our, in our government. That's the problem. How can we have we the people ruling if these unelected appointed people who stay in office after administration, after administration, after administration, they're really making the rules. They're really deciding where money is going. They're really in charge. It's not that's the problem it's like you know that's why you know the, the government needed to be a you know abolished or separated during the declaration of independence is that there needed to be a new form of government where uh, the king was not a tyrant taking advantage of his control over the people and you know this is an exercise in self-rule america is an exercise in self-rule and where what we're seeing happen is over time the the self-rule gets turned over to bureaucratic tyrants yeah. 
Definitely. And that, and, you know, everything goes in cycles and this is the cycle that we are in right now. You know, reminds me of well, animal. There's still a lot to be thankful for though. I mean, I mean, we have, we have a lot of, I mean, of all the nations in the world, we're not perfect, but we're, I think one of the best. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And I, you know, it was great to be an American this last weekend and celebrate Thanksgiving with my family. Um, lots of texts and calls back and forth, calling friends and family and, and being thankful. Um, how about you guys? What did you guys do? Anything specific or fun for Thanksgiving? I I had a great time. I uh, First, we went over to my wife's side of the family. We, we do the double dipping. And so uh, we go there first and we had like a lunch in the afternoon and you know, we practice self-control and then you, you kind of weigh things out. You're like, man, I wonder if the food at the second place on my side is going to be as good or better. If it's not as good, I really should have a second portion and, and second helping here. And then I'll just eat less there. But man, I would regret it so bad if I came over stuffed and the food was actually even better. And so it's like, oh, what, what do you do? And so oh uh, I, decision, I just use self-control. What was really neat about the second place, which was our, my side of the family, is uh, my sister's recently remarried. And long story, but it's a um, really neat guy. And I got to meet some of his uh, siblings. And there was a guy I'd never met before. And I wasn't sitting at that table. There wasn't enough room. So I was sitting with the, the younger people. And, uh, but I could hear him talking and he's talking about things that we cover on this show, Wow! you know, died suddenly in the COVID scam. And, and I'm thinking this guy sounds just like me. And, you know, I'm sitting at this table with all these young people and we're talking about other things, but I'm really like listening. I'm like, Oh man. And finally, you know, after the meal, I kind of wandered over there and I, it was like a carbon copy of the things I've studied and stuff. And it was really refreshing to see somebody else, uh, doing the heavy well actually everyone accepted what he was saying they're like wow really you know and it was just uh, now i couldn't do that on my wife's side but on my side of the family you know people were very receptive to what he was saying and and he was just doing stats and numbers and it was and you know it's that's what he had mentioned too thanksgiving that's the time when you start talking with family that's how you start you know red pilling people and stuff because you know, so it was really neat to see that uh, pe people walked away scratching their head like I'd never heard that, but I'm interested and in where can I learn more? And so we exchanged our information. I said, you know, my, my, my sister's like, oh, you'd like my brother's podcast. You know, he uh, he covers all these things. And so anyway, we did some exchanges. So it was good. Oh, now, if you had been the one that had brought up all those subjects, would you have would you have gotten the same reception, do you think? I think on my side uh, of the family, yes. Uh, That's good. But I have a bruised uh, leg from my wife, uh, if I did <laughs> on her side, uh, kicking under the table like, hey, let's not go there. You know where they're coming from. And, and oh, she is in that area. So um, I, I'm It's glad a hard one because, you know, you, you don't want to create a division at Thanksgiving, especially if you can feel people bristling that know and love you, but, but it's like you said, it's our time to be around one another and to speak. And so yeah. I, I am uh, in Washington right now. I've been here for Thanksgiving. I, and I am suffering 
in my body because today we is the third birthday in six days and Thanksgiving. And uh. unlike you, I did not exercise any self-control. <laughs> and when I packed, you know, I, I, I brought um, my ivermectin because I'm around little ones. And I thought, well, I'm, I'll just have that in case. And the other medication that I brought was Tums. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I've ah. been using them almost every day because I have been enjoying myself very vicariously through my eating with the um, celebrating birthdays. And tonight after I get off, it's cheesecake. Oh my gosh. Ah, okay. You know, I, I've always dealt with the dieting thing and, and I've always said, you know, when it comes to a party, I'm just going to right now say, I'm just going to enjoy that cake. And I mentally prepared myself. And so for years, I've been just saying, you know, if there's ever time to eat it, that's the time to eat it. Enjoy it with people. So Amen. be uh, guilt-free on it. And, you know, you are a faithful runner and uh, you do a lot of walks and runs. <laughs> and so uh, you'll get back at it next week, I'm sure. <laughs> it, Here's a funny meme I found. The top 10 Thanksgiving stories that you need to talk about by Vig Vigilant Fox. <laughs> uh, I love this yeah, guy. The facial expressions on every one of those people, you know? I know. <laughs> that was so funny. Luckily, we didn't have that. Uh, no, we had we, that ago, and I swore we'd never have that again. Yeah, I, I have to be really careful. I, I found that one of the tactics that you could do on Thanksgiving or holidays is get one person that you feel like is close to being red pilled and just take them aside and have a side conversation. You know, you're still sitting there eating or drinking something or and everybody's watching football, but you just start having a conversation with just one and people can kind of overhear it, but they're not in the conversation. So you don't really, you know, that's, that's yeah. one of the ways I did it this time. I just kind of addressed a few issues with um, one of my, my, my wife's uh, father or stepfather. So, that's a good way to do it. That's respectful and it's good. So I do think uh, we we have some Thanksgiving uh, traditions and obviously we go around and say what we're, we're thankful for. And um, it can get very entertaining as we have a two and a three-year-old that was at the table. <laughs> so wow. the things, but, but they all have a, a deep sense and a love for uh, Jesus. And so they know that every good gift from above was from him. And wow. uh, my, my son um, prayed that, you know, that, that uh, it's James 1, 1, 7, I think it is. Um, that, uh, so it, it was just sweet. That was one. And then uh, my, my core family that I grew up in, we used to play football, a family touch football game. And every um, every Thanksgiving before we eat. And usually there were some tears involved and uh, passes got dropped. And But it was always, it's always been a lovely tradition. That's um, amazing. Love that. You know, speaking of Thanksgiving, I had one more thing. This, uh, this weekend, so it was after Thanksgiving, but it was on a Sunday, we had a family say, we'd like to have you over for lunch. And so my wife and I went over to have lunch. Well, they actually put on a whole Thanksgiving spread. This is a family from Ukraine that escaped the war. In fact, the husband had to stay because they were watching special needs children as well. Uh, really a missions-minded uh, family, uh, very, you know, 
on fire for the Lord and stuff. But, you know, they went through a lot of, a lot of challenges this past year, health and you name it. And, and they've come through it and, uh, and we've seen the Lord work miraculously, but anyway, they had us over and they're like, we are going to have our first Thanksgiving with you. And, and so we felt really honored and they, they're like, we have baked wow. this turkey and they did a great job on this turkey and they did stuffing and this was all foreign to them. And they, they looked it up, you know, what, what do you have for Thanksgiving meal? And, uh, and then they, the, the children they have, have been learning about Thanksgiving in school and stuff. And, and so they asked, and I, I said, you know, I could tell you a little bit about the first Thanksgiving and they were like, please tell us. And they all sat down like right now. And so I got to really go through the details of, of the, the spiritual journey and, and, you know, how this country was founded. And I had to go wow. back all the way to the Reformation to, you know, and talk about the Puritans that wanted to purify the church of Rome and the separatists that said, it's too far gone. We just got to separate ourselves. And, and the pilgrims were part of the separatist movement. And they, and then they were persecuted in Europe, uh, even amongst their own. And so they wound up saying, let's just get out of here. Let's get out of Dodge and go over to the new world, this uh, appointed land that was uh, set aside for such a time as that. And they went over and the story of, you know, Squanto, the Indian that came and his life. And so I got to go through all of these uh, little things about the first wow. uh, meal. And they just were like, thank you so much. This is a wonderful story. We love it. And, you know, so it's really, really a good time. That was just uh, yesterday. So that's amazing, Ron. Yeah, it was that pretty is, cool. That is, uh, I mean, that's really how we're going to uh, maintain the values of America is that, we, you know, what is Thanksgiving about? Well, it's kind of about the, the people who inhabited America rejected tyrants, popes, and kings and set up a, a, a form of government that was in a, an experiment of self-rule. And uh, so really Thanksgiving is all about that, you know? And then of course the, on 1620, they wrote the Mayflower compact while they were on, still on the boat in Mayflower because their boat was blown North. They were supposed to go to Jamestown and they ended up in Plymouth instead. And they're like, all right, well, we can't submit to the K King James's, you know, his location in Jamestown. So we'll have to set up a new location. And well, what do we do? Well, let's make a civil body politic and let's set up a, a, a contract. And so they made a contract and it's interesting in that contract, they wrote this civil body politic. You know, these were Christian people who were um, believers who were a church group. They were setting up a political group. So a church group was setting up a political group. And they said, well, how do we do this? Well, we write this out and we're, we agree for the betterment of everybody. We're going to agree to these terms and we're going to work together and have a civil body politic. And so they wrote it all out and three things they wrote. And it, number one was this journey was and this civil body politic will be for the glory of God and the propagation of the Christian message. Right. Mm -hmm. That was number one. No, number two, that it would be. Um, well, oh, no, there was two things. Glory of God, propagation of the Christian message. And the third thing was uh for the glory of king of britain right so two out of three ain't bad you know they uh they got it they got it right and got it moving in the right direction but the, you know this concept of you know self-rule you know it was begun by a church group setting up a civil body politic and it was the first you know, written constitution or written document um for the land the newfound land and it was to the glory of god so i think that's really important to remember that's awesome yeah that's a good little piece of history there. Thank you, Brandon. So we uh, constantly well, reminded. 
Well, you want to jump in for tonight? You got some. You want to jump in? I mean, we got a lot to cover. I mean, there's there's a lot going on. I think one of the one of the biggest ones. I think tonight we're calling the show "Truth Matters" because there's a big lawsuit going on that uh, Elon Musk said right at Monday morning. I'm going to file a lawsuit against uh, Media Matters because they're trying to silence him. Um, You guys familiar with this one? Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got one here. Uh, actually, I took this off of Red Pill 78 because he did actually a really good job covering uh, this. If, if you want, um, he reads it. I'll just let him do it if you want. Yeah, go, go for, for it. it. Right, and we're back. So we spoke a little bit yesterday about Elon Musk's impending lawsuit against Media Matters for America. And a lot of people had wondered yesterday, is Elon Musk all talks? Or did he actually file? Well, the news eventually came out that, yes, in fact, Elon Musk and his ex-organization did, in fact, file a lawsuit against Media Matters for America, what is essentially a privately run, funded, but government-connected watchdog organization. That's what they call themselves, a left-wing watchdog organization. Their entire mission is to shut down voices like mine, voices like yours, voices that are speaking the truth, that are speaking out against the media narrative that they want to spin. Their narrative would be the same as Joe and Mika's. Their narrative would be the same as the Washington Post or the New York Times, all very prestigious fake news organizations. So the whole lawsuit is in regards to media matters faking That's right. Faking posts showing that placement of advertisements on X were next to neo-Nazi content. Uh, This is uh, a typical sort of strategy uh, that the organization has used in the past to trigger ad boycotts for corporations or to remove the revenue from people like me and uh, many of my friends in the podcasting world. So the court case was filed in the U.S. District for the Northern U.S. District Court for the Northern District of Texas. That's going to become very important in just a moment. Twitter is accusing them of distorting the likelihood that ads would appear next to alleged hate speech. In fact, it was highlighted as both civil and criminal fraud. From the complaint, Elon and his lawyer said Media Matters knowingly and maliciously manufactured side-by-side images depicting advertisers' posts on X-Corp's social media platform besides neo-Nazi and white nationalist fringe content and then portrayed these manufactured images as if they were what was typical of X-users' experience on the platform. Media Matters designed both of these images and its resulting media strategy to drive advertisers away from the platform and destroy X-Corp. I've told you guys before, The purchase of X, no matter what you think about Elon Musk, okay, just like let's take a look. It's not perfect, but let's take a look at what it has done, what it's created. It has created a massive kink in the hose of information. It has taken away the reins of that manufacturing of consent and the media narrative away from not only the government, but also organizations like Media Matters for America. Now, His CEO, Linda Yaccarino, who I know a lot of people don't have uh, fond feelings for, uh, put out a tweet 
and said that not a single authentic user saw the ads from IBM, from Comcast, or Oracle next to the content that was identified by Media Matters. And only two users saw Apple's ads next to the content. At least one of those two users was Media Matters. She said, data wins over manipulation or allegations. Don't be manipulated. Stand with X. This is all a manufactured crisis from the very beginning. Now, Sorry, I had my mute on there. So what's really interesting about that is that it, it shows that Media Matters actually fabricated. And um, that's going to be a big thing in the court. And the fact that it's in Texas, uh, it's probably going to be more fair because there's a lot of conservatives in Texas. And the judge himself, which I think later on, uh, uh, Zach Payne goes into the details of the judge, but the judge has already uh, ruled in favor of some conservatives in the past. So it it looks like a fair trial, I believe, uh, that's going to happen. So that's a big deal, though. Media Matters has really uh, skewed the uh, the opinions of many with their their posts, and so they got caught. And it's nice to have someone like Elon, who's got some some money behind him, to be able to go to these uh, cases. And uh, yeah, I think it's significant too that it's both um, civil and criminal, because it it really is criminal activity. Uh, the censorship that they're doing. So it, uh, it'll it be very interesting. I know the AG of Texas has taken up the case to see if there is fraud. And so um, Elon isn't alone in it. So we'll be watching. Yeah. Is that Ken Paxton, the Attorney General? I, I think it is. Yeah. He... Um, yes. He's actually involved in another one uh, as well. Uh, let me put that up there. Oh, you put something else up. I was going to put up. I was going to put this it. quote. I was going to put up this quote by Brzezinski because she, uh, he mentioned Amika Brzezinski. She. This is what her famous quote that people have heard. And I think that the dangerous, you know, edges here are that he's trying to undermine the media, trying to make up his own facts. He could have undermined the messaging so much that he can actually control right. uh, exactly what people think. And that is the that is if our you, job. You know, that is our job. Our job. <laughs> Oops. You, know, exactly. you said the quiet part out loud there, Mika. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And uh, they they slip once in a while. And, and you know what? You can't get away with anything these days. We have so many uh, digital soldiers people seeking the truth and wanting to speak it, that uh, nothing gets uh, under the carpet. It always gets brought out in the open. Uh, so Ken Paxton is the attorney or the attorney general um, in that Elon case. But also he here is um, suing Pfizer and uh, Tris Farmer, uh, Pharma for defrauding Texas Medicaid and providing alter, um, alterated uh, pharmaceutical drugs to children. So he's he is um, going forward against the big pharma. So I, I thought that was good. Uh, yeah. We need more of that. And you know, it just shows wins. why they want to get rid of him so bad. They want to get rid of Ken Paxton. So you wonder why. Now you know. Yep. And the, so. the left doesn't want to actually have a debate about topics and actually have, a, have the truth come to the top. They just want to silence their opposition. And that's 
the problem we have going on right now. Yeah. And then speaking of uh, the whole big pharma and, and all that, uh, Slovakia, they uh, will not be entering any international pandemic agreements with the WHO, uh, the prime minister is saying. So that just came out uh, just two days ago. So even other countries are saying, hey, we've had enough. We don't want to uh, be involved in that. Uh, and also Poland. Poland's, uh, you know, they... They feel like they've been forced by the EU um, because the German uh, EU president, Ursula von der Leyen, um, she secretly negotiated uh, by text message with Pfizer CEO, uh, Albert Borla, to purchase billions of doses of this Pfizer uh, BioNTech uh, for all the U, uh, EU nations. And, um, and so Poland has challenged that. And they they do not want to uh, participate. They don't want to be flipped with the bill. And it's funny how this uh, this president of the EU uh, she conveniently lost these messages. Uh, and so she says, "Oh, I lost all my text messages." And it's funny because even the New York Times refused to accept that excuse. And so they're suing the EU for these lost texts. And so uh, people are people are being called out on the carpet. And so uh, worldwide, and I, I find it just really encouraging. So it's good. Yes. Well, should we jump on the next, uh, next item of business? I think we got some really great stuff going on, uh, during this Thanksgiving weekend, there was some really good things happening with around Donald Trump. And, uh, I don't know if you guys saw it. Um, Trump was on truth social, uh, tweeting and, uh, you know, he, you know, he just continues to have rave reviews. People just, love him the media wants to do everything they can to silence the fact that people love him um he was at uh i think you remember a week or so ago he was at either a wwf or a utf an ultimate fighting champion champion event and uh i think it was um joe rogan was just saying people loved him the whole place was roaring when he came in and of course then this just happened again this week um i believe it was at the clemson uh south carolina game is that right yep that's right the palmetto bowl and what i loved about it was that um we know that trump he relates to um an older generation and a very conservative generation uh of his own age and a little bit younger the baby boomers and a little bit younger but this was a group of university students attending the football game and he just got a roaring cheer they were they loved him and i what i found very entertaining is nikki haley's alma mater is uh clemson and she's also on the board of trustees there uh, but it was trump who was um getting so many cheers and approval of the young people that is very good and very encouraging and the reason why i say that is good is because you know sometimes people can't imagine if say you're a young person, you say, I just can't imagine ever uh, supporting Donald Trump. And then you see that these thousands of people their age and all of a sudden your mind says it is possible. It's kind of reminds me of uh, uh, Kanye West when he first came out in support of Donald Trump and, you know, is very public about it. It was just like it broke a paradigm, you know, before the paradigm was like, hey, if you're African-American, you just will not support Donald Trump. And all of a sudden you got a guy that's speaking out that's in the hip hop culture and all that. And, uh, 
And all of a sudden it broke those paradigms. And so I think this game, seeing all these young people are going to break the same paradigms that people have saying, wow, look at all these young people. Yeah, here yeah. he is either before the game or after the game. And here's an interesting calm. He's passing out boxes of popcorn to people. <laughs> Enjoy the show. If that's not a calm, right? Enjoy the show. And then he, you know, because I'm thinking that's got to be, there's got to be something about that. Then he goes out to the stadium here and you look, there's like, you know, thousands and thousands of people just cheering and cheering and cheering him on, you know, and there's not almost like, says they will play this a little bit because it's just, you know, you see, and it's the whole place is just roaring for him. And, uh, and then, of course, he's there with, um, it, I don't know who, it's probably one of the the, the university's coaches, or a, not a coach, but university president or somebody out there on the field. But people are just super pro-Trump, and it was just kind of cool to see. But he, he also made a post this week. Um, was it today? I think it was today. This is what he said. Whenever it is, I sarcastically insert the name Obama for Biden as an indication that others may actually be having a very big influence in running our country. Ron DeSanctimonious and his failing campaign apparatus, together with Democrat radical left disinformation machine, go wild, saying that Trump doesn't know the name of our president. Crooked Joe Biden. He must be cognitively impaired. No, I know both names very well. Never mix them up. And know that they are destroying our country. Also, as I reported, uh, also and as reported, I just took a cognitive test as part of my physical exam and aced it. Also, aced a perfect score, one taken while in the, the White House. Biden should take one so we can determine why he wants open borders, no energy independence, awoke, awoke military, high inflation, no voter ID, men playing women's sports only electric cars and trucks and weaponizing the DOJ, the FBI, and so many other crazy things. Uh, that's a great post. It is wow. a great post. And, you know, I think one of the reasons that you hear the, the cheers, whether it's at his rallies or at these football games or that WWF, uh, that was incredible because that, that was an inside stadium. It was so loud. You couldn't hear anything. But I think it's because people know that Trump loves this country mm -hmm. and he wants what's good for this country he wants our energy policy to be right he wants our borders to be secure he wants people to be safe he wants elections to be secure and he, he wants to see the families prosper young people prosper and uh that his personableness comes through i mean he was um he was serving Turkey, wasn't he? Where was he serving Turkey? At, um, it, was a, was that, it was a Thanksgiving meal. He was serving food. He was. Was that at a homeless shelter? It was that in the military. But I mean, there he was. He was giving out rolls or plopping potatoes on a plate or something. But he he was there in front of people. And uh he, he understands. I think it's his way of saying, I, I want to be out with you. I want to connect with you. And he does. He connects with people and people want to connect with him and they love him. Uh, so if, I think that those that don't are um, that have the, the Trump derangement syndrome, 
there is something that they are under almost like a spell of not being able to look at his record. If you look at what he says, if you look at his record, then I think that that spell would be broken. Yeah. I think they are under a spell. I think it's a spiritual war that's going on for the soul of the country and people are being dis deceived, you know, and I get it. You know, some of the people say, oh, his tweets were mean and, you know, something like that, but they don't actually look at what he's done. You know, they say, how can he be a Christian for this, for what he said here, what he did in the past? But then you look at his record and what he stood for the unborn and stood for, for the church and stood for Christianity. Uh, you know, he, he's, he's, he's been a man of action. Uh, he's spoken about Jesus, the Christ, you know, Jesus by name. I've never heard a president say that, you know, in honoring him. And so, um, you know, people for some reason don't see that. So that must be a spiritual blindness of some sort or mm -hmm. bias yeah. out of control. And I think this this theme this meme is really good. You know, I, I weaponized the IRS, the FBI, the DOJ, CIA. I weaponized the American people, and that's uh, that's beautiful. I mean, even his inauguration speech. You know, these jokers behind me are getting rich. You know, and you all you out there, your sons and daughters are dying in foreign wars and paying all the price while they enrich themselves, and that's going to stop. And that uh, he ticked them off when he said that, and ticked them off when he came down the elevator or escalator, and, he, and they've been fighting against him ever since. And I think people are starting to see it now. There's, you know, the numbers are just going up, 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 up. The numbers for Biden and everybody else just drop, keep, just keeps dropping. Yep. Well, people need to be showed it. They need to, they need to experience it before they're willing to change. Uh, it's uh, one of the downfalls of being human, I guess. You know, we hold to our ideals and we'll fight for them, even if they're wrong, to save face, and uh, hopefully. Patriots will be generous and, and merciful to those that uh, find that they were wrong and say, well, come on board with us then. Come, you know, yeah, you made a mistake, but come on board rather than I told you so, you stupid idiot, you know, mm -hmm. uh, that's not going to win anybody over. So yep. we need to uh, be compassionate. And, you know, the guilty need to be brought to justice. I, I'm not saying anything about that, you know, that that definitely needs to happen. So, but uh, yeah, things are on the move. You know, you mentioned uh, uh, DeSantis, um, you know, he had a, uh, or he was getting ready for a debate. I, I don't know. I guess he wants to showboat a little bit, but uh, I thought it was interesting. Let me just share a little quick clip uh, what he had here. So very far left slice of the electorate. I think that that'll be on display when we have the debate, but it's been warning Republican voters, you know, it may not be Biden in 2024. Uh, this guy is running a shadow campaign. He denies it, but even people in his own party are saying it. You have Harris, you have a lot of these other people who could end up uh, running in 2024 if Biden's not able to do it. I think there's a lot of people in the Democratic Party who do not want Biden to run. Ultimately, it's going to be his decision. But I think there's a lot of pressure there for him for him to take a step back. So, yeah, this is interesting. Interesting. Yeah, and then you've got to consider too that the rules are for the and not. Sorry. You got to consider too that uh, Ron DeSantis. 
I cannot say to, to, to now. It, it just comes out. But Ron DeSantis, he is uh, at 25% when compared just with Trump, who is at 75%, obviously. So Trump has a plus 50 in the polls, at least in McLaughlin and Associate polls, which is out of Las Vegas. And uh, that was taken over this Thanksgiving holiday time. And I think what, what we see is... Um, that if it were him and uh, we're assuming if it isn't Biden, then maybe Gavin Newsom, although Newsom says I'm not running uh, this this year. We know that um, that there's a that's the debate that Gavin Newsom and, and Ron DeSantis are um, are going after this Thursday. So that's in three days. They're going to wow. be debating. And uh, I just find it rather, uh, I don't, not offensive, but I, presumptuous that these two men think they should be in a debate. Like, who cares? <laughs> Neither of them are leading. Neither right. of them, I mean, Newsom hasn't even said he's going to run. And uh, Ron DeSantis is, uh, he is number two in the GOP, but he is way down. And it's almost like we just need some airtime. And uh, as, as a Californian, obviously, anything that you see of Gavin Newsom that looks fairly posi positive, I've got to say, it is uh, smoke and mirrors. Because as we know, we live in the Bear State. We are waking up. And it has been miserable. Unbearable. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty tough. Unbearable so much that Kevin Kiley is basically saying, how can you debate against a guy from Florida when we're the most popular state in the union to leave? Right? And, and for like multiple years, like since 2000, I think it was 2019 or 2018 was the first year ever in California history where less people came in the more, more people left than came in. I mean, how can you how can you gaslight people into thinking that somehow California is the model for America when everybody's leaving and they even tried to get rid of you? They did a, a almost nearly successful uh, recall of Gavin Newsom, and it probably only didn't work because they still were accepting you know har ballot harvesting, and that's probably one of the reasons why it didn't get he didn't get kicked out. But I, you know, and then, you know, I don't, you guys probably saw Kevin Kylie's post on X this, this last week, I think it was, I mean, it was fantastic. I and mean, he just goes through and says, well, okay, if these guys are going to debate, then maybe he should ask him some stuff about this, you know, a, a model for the nation, you know, here's some questions that he should be asking California Exodus. You've called California Exodus a Fox myth, yet the population figures as documented by your own department of finance and the Census Bureau and the news sources of the L.A. Times show that California is losing people faster than any state in the country. The latest census shows 700,000 more people moved out in the last two years. This is especially notable because the century before 19, 1900 to 2019, California's population grew every year. Yet this, these three years since during your time as governor, it has declined every year for each of the year, those years. California has led the nation. In a one-way U-Haul rentals, 2019, the number of Californians moving to Florida was 24% greater than the Floridians moving to California. And by 22, 2022, it was 77% greater. 
What does that say about your performance as a governor, Mr. Newsom? And many of your constituents are leaving the state. And that's that's and he goes through like 10 of these really good points. Well, and we have got to keep blasting those points out because the image that the the press, the mainstream media on the national news, they get his hair slicked back and his smile on. And I was reading some things on X from some left, pretty far left people who love Gavin Newsom. Now, they don't live in California. They don't have to live with what he has done with the, the price of of um, petroleum and, um, you know, not just at the pumps, but at the grocery store and at the businesses that are leaving. So, um, and the small, small businesses that got shut down with COVID, but for some reason they love him. And I I just, um, I think there's an image that the mainstream media is going to be trying to create that is fictional, a fictional Gavin Newsom that's kind of cool and hip and smart and savvy and kind of GQ. And uh, the truth is he's, um, he's despicable. And uh, we, we are, um, we lived through COVID uh, and we we've seen his hand at work during the shutdown, and he was tyrannical. It took us practically. Um, I think we were one of the last states in the union to uh, re- be released from the emergency um, proclamation. So yep. we're stuck in this state. It was like Groundhog's Day over and over and over again. Yeah, the the California had the longest school shutdowns. And the most sweeping business closures out of all 50 states. Yet a study of the Lancet found that it had one of the highest standardization COVID death rates as well. So the things that he did absolutely did not work. And they did more harm than they did good. And he was the last one to finally give it up and say, all right, these are doing more harm. And let's, let's, let's stop doing them. So how is it? He says, you know, how is it the other 49 states governor? How is it that all other 49 governors knew better than him? Because obviously they did, and they didn't enact the draconian lockdowns as, as aggressively as he did, and with an agenda. So, you know, I, I feel that this debate that's coming up could be a very good thing. You know, I mean, I agree with a lot of the things that uh, Ron DeSantis does. You know, he runs um, as a governor; he runs Florida very well. I agree with a lot of his policies. I think he's he's awesome for that. And to have him do the heavy lifting of exposing uh, Gavin Newsom without having to uh, tie up Donald Trump uh, with that, if it even happens, I mean, there's going to be some exposure there because you know that uh, Ron DeSantis is going to pick out a lot of these. I mean, Gavin Newsom is an easy target. I mean, you just look at the, the, like you just said, what's going on in our state of California and what's happened to the bear. And, uh, it's going to be low hanging fruit for Ron DeSantis. So I think it's a good thing. I'm actually looking forward to hearing what happens of it. And if somehow uh, Gavin Newsom is so slick that he somehow manipulates with the the media and he looks like he's ahead, well, no skin off of Donald Trump's back, you know, because uh, mm-hmm. it was DeSantis doing uh, the uh, confronting. So that's I, really I, a good point, Ron. Maybe, I like what you're saying. That's good. yeah. Yeah, so. that's a really good way to see it. It's a, the seeing this the, the upside of it. You know, I just I just think that the media is so corrupt. I mean, they're the false prophets. 
they're going to take sound clips and say Gavin Newsom beat Sanctimonious, you know, and they're going to just, you know, they're going to like, and they're going to, you know, they're going to take it and just give a certain presentation. And then, you know, and Ron, even though he's a really good governor, he's not always the best debater. And when he's been up there with the other people, he has not shined at all. So they can just simply on, you know, appeal star appeal they can make gavin Newsom look great and 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 i you know oh no gavin already addressed that issue and he shot that whole lie down from ron you know ron desantis (laughs) that's a sound right desantis it's hard not to say isn't it (laughs) it is it's not but you make a good point there brandon uh so that's the flip side of the coin so it could go either way but uh, we we know how to pray. Yeah. Well, my concern is that the mainstream media is going to make him like a, a poster child and uh, somehow twist the reality. I mean, talk about reality twist. I don't know if you saw Corinne Jean-Pierre. She, she, what she said today, it was either yesterday or today on, um, at the White House press conference, she said that the economy was the best it's been in years. I mean, she said this with a straight face and that prices were down for the holiday season. Families are seeing lower prices on everyday items from gas to groceries and that Biden is doing such a great job. And I thought, what in the world is she talking about? It was, uh, it was a, it's a blatant lie. What universe is this woman living in? She just, she said it to in front of the the White House press corps. And it was like, I I don't even understand um, what she was looking at. I I mean, obviously um, they, they think just there's a certain mentality with the press that is owned by the government, the CIA mockingbird media that believes if you say something enough, whether it's true or not, people will start believing it. And I know there's actually some truth in that, but these things that are being said are so ludicrous. And I'm concerned that the same thing will happen with the American people who may not know, um, they don't know Gavin Newsom like we know, Gavin Newsom. So if you get enough lies and enough, um, you know, GQ pictures and he seems cool and hip and uh, I am very concerned that, that he might actually become popular, although he's not our candidate. Well, you know, people have woken up and you can't get away with stuff like you used to. And so, I mean, the fact that he was recalled and it was a close, uh, close call there and, Probably there was probably some shenanigans going on with the voting, um, but people have woken up to him, right? I mean, to get enough signatures, then to actually have it and have it close um, in a lot of areas, I would say people aren't going to let it slide. They're going to say, "Hey, you remember this? Well, this is why he almost got uh, you know removed from California," and uh, they'll remind everybody. At least I'm I'm believing that's what's happening. I think people have reached that boiling point where they are mm-hmm. not let anything passed. I mean, even the Jean-Pierre where she's, she's like from a, a different universe on, on her perspectives, she's called out all the time. I mean, it's, it's comical, all the things, you know, her and the Peter Ducey duel, you know, where they're, he'll ask a bunch of frustrating questions and then she'll just lie with a straight face and walk off or I'm not answering it, you know, but 
So people look for that, you know, and, uh, and yeah, those never Trumpers will probably take the bait and, and believe it. But a lot of people that are on the fence or kind of have this lean towards uh, MAGA, it's just going to cement it. Say, you know, this is really obvious. This is crazy. Uh, Cause I, I didn't mm-hmm. see any cheaper this uh, holiday season and uh, this lady's just lying. And so it's going to cement a lot of people against them, against the Biden administration. Yeah. And it's got to shift pretty soon because Biden's remark when she was in town uh, last week of uh, basically, he said, I want to talk about Go- Go- uh, Governor Newsom. I want to thank him. So that was Biden while he was in San Francisco last week uh, for the APEC 2023. He said he's he's been one hell of a governor, man. Matter of fact, he could be anything he wants. He could have the job I'm looking for. So it just feels like th- there's such an obvious setup that um, Newsom's going to slide on in here uh, and Biden's um, setting it up even to to slide on out. Well, and this is the big question I have, and, and I think you mentioned this, Chris, or some of your research did. How come, and someone said this, how come the Republicans are not fighting back against ballot harvesting and mail-in ballots this coming? Like, we're only got 12 months from now. If if we don't change the system, we're just they're just going to select the next guy who we know is going to be Gavin. And they go, oh yeah, well you didn't realize the polls were so really actually really actually slop for him, and and then they're just going to they're going to just shove a bunch of ballots in the box and you know turn the little dial on the little clicky thing and poke the little you know this is not what you think it is, and all of a sudden yeah Evan Newsom's going to win and go well everybody just liked him because he was so pretty looking you know. And, and and they're going to create the narrative that tell justifies, har, you know, harvest, you know, the ballots being stuffed and the person being selected, you know, by the elites who are kind of controlling the whole thing. Yeah, so. definitely. Hey, there were some other uh, news items. I think uh, Chris, you might have mentioned earlier about uh, just the over in Israel and Gaza. Did you? Oh wow. And we do, I mean, talk about Thanksgiving week. We've got to be grateful that there were some releases of um, the hostages that were taken on October 7th that uh, we know, just just remembering the original situation, uh, that was a, a massacre by a um, tyrannical terrorist group of Hamas. So let's, we, we've got to keep, Remembering with with the protests, there's been some bleaching of the truth about how horrible it is. And actually, what I'd like to do, if you don't mind, as hard as it is, is I want to um, have us post in our show notes this this week what's called www.hamas-massacre.net, which are graphic videos and images of actually a documentation of what happened on October 7th. And so um, we want, it, we want to, the, it to be front and center that there were 1,400 men, women, and children who were killed. And there were over 200 that were kidnapped. And right now um, we're at 52 days in the Hamas captivity. And yes, we have seen um, 17 hostages released uh, and there are women and children toddlers 
Um, most are are not uh, Israeli. There might be dual citizenship, but um, the truth is there are a lot more that are still there. So we want to remember that there are many that are still there. So there's a ceasefire going on right now. 150 Palestinian terrorists are being released in exchange for these Israeli uh, hostages. And what we're I think we're going to be seeing, the plan is that there'll be some release. There were some released today. There are going to be some released tomorrow and then the next day. That uh, still is not the fullness of them. There are still 40 hostages that um, that haven't been accounted for at all. Names that are missing, they haven't found their bodies, that they were seen on video to be taken. Uh, But nobody seems, the Hamas haven't said, oh yeah, we know where they are. So whatever happened to them, that that's a strange kind of situation. But I'm, it's it's chaos in there anyway, because different uh, groups within Hamas have, have been part of that. So mm-hmm. we are grateful. We are grateful to the Lord that uh, some have been released. Now, do you know if it's 150 Palestinians or terrorists for 17, or are they going to up that number? Is it going to be equal exchange, or, or what? What? What's the deal there? Do you well, know? those 150 haven't been released yet. There is a potential of 150. And just as there is the potential of the 200 plus, you know, I'm going to say 240 um, Israelis that were taken hostage. So there, uh, the, the Israel, Israeli, the ADF, they are, or IDF, they are, um, they're they're hostage negotiate negotiator experts, so they're not going to just let 150 Palestinians go without um, guarantees. So we're going to see. That's kind of the bargaining table: is those 240 that are in Gaza now? It's less obviously, and the 150 Palestinian terrorists that they have identified. Um, in, for the exchange. So I'm sure it's going to be a little of this and a little of that, a little of this and a little of that. Um, you know, the the problem uh, is that each day it could break down at any time. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just keep them all in our prayers. There's a lot of innocent people, I would assume, on both sides that are being uh, yeah. um, targeted and traumatized. Well, and the people that have are been captured, the Palestinian terrorists, Hamas and terrorists are, are, are fighting men terrorists. And the people that are they have are children and women. I mean, these seventeen is yeah. only one of them's even a guy. So they're you know, they're all been it's all women and children they're 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 you know, bargaining with. And just again to remind you that Hamas is just a wicked, wicked organization. It's not yeah, it's not the people of you know the innocent people of Gaza. It's not them, but the problem is, is that that's their government, and they they are at least partially partially responsible for the fact that that's the type of government they elected. And they elected, you know, right? And so whether they elected under duress or not, you know, some people would say, well, they they kind of were you didn't have really much of a choice. And yeah, you the culture demands you you know elect these guys. I don't know for sure, but I, you know the reality is is that it's a wicked evil organization and, and it, and it does need to be um, taken out. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah now Elon was there too. Did you see that he was in Israel today 
And isn't it interesting? I mean, he is in the news so much. He was he was down at our borders and he was showing kind of, uh, hey, this is what's going on with Border Patrol. Who's, who's coming across and they're not sneaking, they're being aided and abetted by our people to come across. And then uh, with this uh, case against him, uh, or that he is, he's made the case. Now he's in Israel and he actually met with uh, the prime minister and he got a, a tour near Gaza and he went to see what the story really was. And so they they showed him the raw footage, and he went to the the kibbutzes and the place, the places in Gaza where they were um, the murders were taking place. And there was a father who gave a dog tag to him that said, "Our hearts are hostage in Gaza," because one of his his sons had not been released. And um, Elon said that he was going to wear that dog tag of our hearts are hostage in Gaza until the hostages are released. So uh, there's a very human side that is being presented of Elon Musk. He's not just some rich um, bureaucrat out there who's uh, off in the weeds. He's, he seems to be trying to inter interact and understand what the hearts of people are experiencing. Yeah, he's definitely turned out to be a wild card, you know. Just when you thought, oh, he, he's got to be, you know, his his upbringing and, and and some of the things he's experienced in his youth, you would you would instantly say he's part of the cabal, and then all of a sudden you see this total, you know, move to uh, to help people and to to go for, uh, you know, the truth and things like that. So you just never know, and it is much more valuable to have somebody turn from where they were. And, uh, and that's why we need to keep that door open. It's much more powerful to have a friend and an ally than uh, just to discredit your enemy so bad that they could never come back or come to, you, to the side that you're on because yeah. you it's so miserable for them just because they voted wrong. You know, I know we didn't have 81 million votes for uh, Biden, but, you know, it sure looks like a lot of people probably have egg on their face. Like, I can't believe I voted for a person that's opened their borders gave away to our enemies the top military equipment that we have, you know, and just everything that you could do wrong. It's it's kind of like the uh, Seinfeld episode with George Costanza. He realizes I should do everything opposite of what I would normally do. And all of a sudden, everything starts working out good for him. Yeah. Well, Biden has done that. Everything that's common sense, he's done opposite of. I mean, literally, uh, you know, with that canceling the, the pipeline and, and making everyone go towards electric cars when you don't even have a grid to support it. And, you know, allowing immigrants just flooding in at, un, you know, unattainable uh, levels. I mean, just crazy levels. Spending money, printing, I think they printed more money in the last couple of years than they have in the history of this country. I mean, it's just, you know, and so um, those people have got to feel like they've they've contributed towards it. You know, those 20 million that probably really voted for him. I don't know <laughs> what the number really is. Um, but anyway, just, uh, you know, we're winding down here. I, I uh, think it was a good night. We could cover a lot of news items um, and I'm looking forward to uh, next week. Uh, you know, as news uh, goes in cycles and it felt like it was slightly slower.
we'll have to cover these next week. Check them out. I'll uh, go for go, it. I go forgot. Ahead, go ahead and check out Vigilant Fox, all the top 10 news stories that the media did not cover this week. Some great stuff out there, along with all the receipts down below. I'll go for it. We don't have a we don't have an end time. If you want to just do it, let's oh, go well, for it. We'll make it real quick. I'm not going to go into all of them, but there's you know, Vigilant Fox does this each week, and it, you know, just he constantly showing that the, the 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 false prophet narratives that the false prophet media has been giving us are not. You know, this these are the things, the stories they choose not to tell you about. Um, natural immunity proves better than seven times more protective than vaccinated immunity. How many of us wow. already knew that? That's but, a but huge it's, one. It's huge. Uh, seven times. That's 700% more, right? Business Insider theorizes what happens if Donald Trump dies. I mean, the audacity to even publish something like that is almost you feels know, like they're a- starting a narrative because they somebody had said that he has to be taken out. Right. And then they st- started comparing him to Hitler because you can get people to agree with taking somebody out if they're Hitler. Like, well, it's okay to take Hitler out. And so they're starting a narrative uh, that I think they're trying to see if they can get him. Yeah, get him he'll, because he'll arrest people and he'll put them in prison and he'll become a, a total fascist. Well, wait, so wasn't he kind of in power for four years and didn't do any of those things? You know, he was pro Second Amendment, not anti Second Amendment. You know, all the things that Hitler would uh, did, he did not do. And now they're going to, yeah, you're right, they're trying to create a narrative. Uh, another big one is the UK unveils alarming uh, increase in cancer deaths among young people. So there's a huge article on this. This is, people should definitely check this article out. Uh, the Native American group is suing the NFL over to change the na- name, the Redskin names uh, from. They they actually have a this is actual famous chief, and the tribe. They want to change it back. They they want to change it back to the Redskins. They they never felt that that was a discriminatory thing. A red red skin is uh, it actually was a a sign of a a warrior. Yeah, yeah. I I, you know I experienced that on my own level with my kids. Uh, We used to have Indian guides and Indian princesses. It was a YMCA father daughter or father son um, thing that you do with your kid, and they wanted to change it to venture guides because they felt like uh, there was an Indian group that was offended because uh, you know a bunch of non-Indians were acting like Indians, and and maybe they did it wrong. I don't know, but. You know, I just always felt like, you know, we when I did that, that um, program, I learned a lot about Indians and it was always portrayed in a positive way. You know, the father would take the children and under their arm, you know, under their hand and teach them the ways of hunting and teaching them ways to survival and doing it was a very positive thing. And then all of a sudden they lose that title because supposedly and i don't i just didn't buy it so i i'm glad to see that the real indians the real redskins um are suing to get that name back yeah we weren't offended at it at all why didn't you ask us we're the actual tribe that 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 this is referring to and that uh, one person who went to some liberal university decided that this is a, a you know an affront or a it's going to make people feel, you know, less yeah. than, and and it's they true. make an entire dis- decision based on that one person or those few. Somebody people. has too much money to spend. I think it's just like the Pentagon this week wanted uh, was asking for a hundred and fourteen million dollars, not for guns, not for defense, 
but for diversity, equity, and inclusion training. Oh my gosh. This week. What a waste of money. What a waste of your taxpayer money. So we can brainwash your military and they'll be less effective and, but more sensitive. Yep. Uh, They're crazy. They're crazy. All right. Vigilant Fox also has the number six here. Tucker Carlson warns that the upcoming year will be particularly chaotic. Unlike anything that the country has gone through. Oh man. Strap, strap on your, your, your safety belt. I mean, I, I listened to this one. It was pretty. I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, I've been briefing people saying, well, what's your plan for the next 12 months if stuff hits the fan? Because the deep state's probably going to pull out every single play in their playbook to keep Trump getting from getting into office. Yep. Zero, zero sum game. Police officer convicted of killing George Floyd gets stabbed in federal prison following the Supreme Court's decision not to hear his appeal. And it just in time for all of the information, the, the medical, uh, the actual medical um, autopsy of George Floyd came out and it says he died of a cardiopulmonary, uh, something to do with his heart, you know, and, and fentanyl in his body, not, having, not with any exterior force that, that, that killed him. Yeah, the report showed that it wasn't a contributing factor of what the officer had done. Uh, you know, obviously it wasn't a very good picture, you know, seeing the the knee on the neck, but that was an accepted way to hold somebody down and he wasn't breaking protocol. So if there's something wrong, that protocol should be changed, not going after an officer for okay. following protocol that was accepted at the time yes an yeah, officer not only following protocol but he was trained he was doing he was trained to do it that way right right and there's the, they don't go into any of the history of george floyd and the many times that he was uh, uncontrollable on the streets under these exact officers in the past so it was like happening over and over again and this is how you're supposed to restrain somebody and it was and the restraining force didn't isn't what killed him but now what has come out, too, is that um, the police officer, this uh, guy, uh, I can't remember his name, but he was actually put into the general population of the of the um, prison. And, of course, you don't do that with for, former officers because inmates don't like officers. Right. And uh, he was stabbed. And so he's in critical condition or uh, urgent condition right now. Derek Chavin is his name. But, yes. Yeah. Uh, number four, Pfizer knowingly distributed unadulterated drugs to children according to an unsealed legal action. I think we talked about that one. That would be adulterated drugs. What is it? Adulterated drugs? Adulterated drugs. Things that have been altered from their original oh. source. It's a chemistry term. Adulterated. Thank you, for adulterated. Thank you for clarifying. And then number three, populist wave sweeps over the Netherlands. Voters choose to get their country back. So the Netherlands, we talked about this. Uh, also, the um, I- Irish. There's a, did you hear? You know, the, go ahead. My guess is it had something to do with they were horrible to the farmers. I wonder if, you know, the farmers, they were blocking the freeways. They were making the farmers sell their property and they were taking the land. Um, and they were saying that uh, it like the cows were creating too much methane. And I mean, it was so ridiculous. I think that everybody could see what are you talking about? If, if we don't have farmers, we don't have food. Yeah. 
though. Yeah, good point. It's almost like the more it's like that line in Star Wars where Princess Leia says to Darth Vader, "The more the tighter you grip your your grip, the more galaxies will slip through your fingers." Vader, and uh, that's kind of what's happening is that these globalists are tightening their grip, and it's just people are it's are rebelling against it. You know, they tried they tried it too fast, too diff. You know, it's like almost like. There's a passage in Roman, or, uh, excuse me, in Revelation, where it says, "And Satan, knowing he his time is short, is speed, you know, in a hurry because he knows his time is short." It's like the globalists have figured out they don't got a lot of time left, or they think they might not have a lot of time left, so they're tightening their grip to try to um, push their globalist agenda. Because yep. you know, I, I think it is that people are waking up. That's why they they've lost they lost the battle already. Here's another beautiful thing. Number two, Moderna gets caught spying on your vaccine discussions online. So they're spying oh, on them. Back. Yeah. Makes me want to talk about them. That's right. <laughs> and then, of hey, course, our Javier Millet stuns the world with a landslide victory as Argentina's next president, a Trump propel a triumph propelled his continual humiliation of liberal ideology and one of the major things he did is he announced that he will be getting rid of the central bank of argentina so there's this nationalistic growth every nation needs to take care of their people exercise their authority and uh, make sure that people are ruling their country not these globalist elites yes absolutely that was a great win uh, i was very encouraged by that well, awesome. That was good. Uh, those are the things that you're not going to see on your mainstream media. And so you have to get them from people like us, like Wake the Bear. And speaking of Wake the Bear, please uh, hit like and subscribe and uh, tell your friends about it. So we'll see you next week. God bless. God bless.